Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. This has been uh, the penultimate episode of The Prisoner. The Prisoner. What's our episode name? Once Upon a Time. This is the episode where uh, guest stars Emma Swan and Henry the oh, Book yeah. True Believer yeah. comes in. Well, just real lighthearted, lots of fairy tales. This is <laughs> our crossover with one of our old, yeah, uh, yeah. Our old series, Hijack. Okay, no, not really. No, this is a, this is a psychological trip. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely enough, I felt like this could almost be a stage play. Yeah, it was very set up. So, I, very brief summary, because I don't know if I could do any more justice. But yeah. the number two, who's a re- repeat one. Mm-hmm. I feel was on very early in the season, big yeah. guy with a beard. He'd be like, hey, if you want this guy, we've got to go hardcore on him. I'll do this absolute thing. Give me a week, and we'll just break him down, or I'll die. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting, there was a phrase in there where he says, like, I was a good man, but he's better, and you need him. Like, they want, they desperately want him. Mm-hmm. Degree absolute is Degree what absolute. They desperately want him to be part of the village, like, freely. Mm-hmm. And so then there's just, they do this weird mind thing, because that's what they do on the show. And then it's number two and number six, reliving, in like a play pretend almost, reliving parts of number six's life, trying to make him conform. Submit. Yeah. They did one of their mind trippy things where it made him rather compliant or at yeah. least kind of childish for a little bit. And they brought him into this room with a lot of like play things like seesaw and rocking horse and very, very minimalist stage sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. There's one set aside like a dining room kitchen sets area with that's uh, hemmed in by bars. And yeah, and they just kind of through the use of his continued mind state whatever he's in it seems to be partly caused by some sort of lights that was mm-hmm. on in the room that they it's funny for a while both number two and the butler guy who was yeah. helping set all this stuff up and was kind of his second pair of hands for the whole thing for a while they were both wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. but then at some point they both stopped yeah i can, and again it's interesting because like number six did become like he went through he was basically very young child Mm-hmm. student, graduating, getting a job, working the job, going to war. Oh, there's some sports stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if the light kept him more... Compliant or... Like, or like, yeah, like young and then like, he was supposed to... And I think they were trying to unwind his... His history. His history. Is what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe the light wasn't needed as much as he as grew he, up, quote unquote, psychologically. That could be. But it didn't work. And I'll, yeah, along the whole time, and you know, whenever it seems like whenever an, an opening presented itself, number two is the last number six. Why did you resign? And it always number six always shuts him down. In fact, there's another recurring thing in all of this is him trying to like basically conform and admitting he is number six, and he just refuses. Like like there's a math, and it's an interesting episode because it's very, I mean, it's very dramatic, and like they're just screaming at each other <laughs> i mean it's very yeah. visceral yeah it really is but at the same time it feels very abstract i mean obviously we saw, said the staging is yeah but even the dialogue feels mm-hmm. abstract which is bizarre like sometimes just trying to follow the train of thought that they have is very like i was often just on the border of following what their yeah. their thought process i mean it was almost like i mean it really was psychological and like almost like rorschach words <laughs> yeah yeah, just word association back and forth. And apparently the idea is that they're doing this over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, there's some time compression there. I mean, the pretty effective as a psychological dramatic 
episode, whether it makes complete sense, this whole, I mean, you have to watch a couple times. I'm not sure you want to watch a couple times, but, <laughs> but I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty powerful in its communication of the main idea. Yeah. That, I mean, it kind of was, that kind of was my problem with it. I, I sort of was grokking a little early on what they were going for, but I'm not sure if the whole experience is re- actually really all that satisfying. Yeah. Because it's it like, okay, I kind of get, we've been hammering on this question before, and we're kind of coming up the same results. It's, yeah, I don't know. It felt a little long for the concept to me. Mm-hmm. I, it does feel like this is one of those episodes, and prisoners tend to do a lot of these where they have one idea, you know, there's no B plot. There's just an A plot. Yeah. And it's usually just some idea, and they just, just sort of lean deep into it with very effect, depending on the episode and your, mm-hmm. you know, your personality and everything. Yeah. But this seems one that, like, leaned deep into the, the kind of psycho um yeah. It did occur to me one possible reason we were wondering why people insisted the the last episode was before this one. And I kind of wonder if it's more of a, like a reflection of theme. Because mm. we started off, you, you just had an episode about kids' stories, and then this next episode is kind of reverting to childhood in yeah. a sense. And so it was like, I can see why you might want to put those back to back. But I mean, almost as compelling as six here is number two, because he's yeah. I mean, he's desperate trying to get the answer out and mm-hmm. i mean his desperation basically unwinds him yeah in many ways yeah i was trying to think i would be curious on a rewatch if there's some moment where you can sort of tell when number six had basically taken charge of the situation mm-hmm. i mean this watch i couldn't really find it just it seemed to happen almost kind of suddenly i don't know if anyone else in the room notice when it happened but it just seemed all of a sudden that the, the roles had flipped at some mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. i mean number six had been pretty adamant about not it was funny for a period of time he he seemed like he was willing to conform to an extent but then there would always be these trigger words that he would hard shut down mm-hmm. whether it was about admitting that he was number six or the question of resigning he'd hard flip no become very stubborn about that but I don't know at what point it became where, and I guess they did kind of talk about it a little bit, where the, the danger of this psychological method was that the psychoanalyzer and the patient could get very close in that period of time and may flip roles. I guess that was Because about, everyone brings their issues in. Yeah. And two brought his in, apparently. I mean, but, and I guess that's about the closest of an explanation yeah. we're going to get. Yeah. It does seem almost more of a, like a lot of pressure... It's more of an impression than, like, strict... I mean, like, the episode's almost more like a force versus, like, something in, say, A, B, C. Yeah, it's possible. Two. I don't know. Which is one of those things, like, maybe why that's why this is not as satisfying. Like, the, the episodes I feel like we enjoy the most are the ones where you can kind of have a mm-hmm. cause and effect. Yeah. Hand for Anvil, one of our favorites. Yeah. So, like, very obvious, like, these things caused it and had this effect. And this one, it's like... I kind of get the the broad brush strokes of what's going mm-hmm. on here, but it, again, it just doesn't feel quite as satisfying. Yeah, and I wonder if you, I'm not sure I would want to right away, but having watched The Prisoner, if you would go through like a second time and watch this again, whether you'd pick up different it's, angles to it or not. I, I'm I'm not convinced that it would be, I think it does have a certain amount of um, messiness to this episode that's yeah. inherent to it. That's probably true, but it would be interesting. I feel like there's... There were certain scenes where they were yelling words back and forth to each other that I felt like, yeah, maybe on another closer examination, you'd be able to follow their thought process. A or you go more. read some people who had deep analyzed it, come back like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, that's that's possible. I wanted to ask the ladies' opinion before we get to the actual ending of this thing. What were your uh, immediate thoughts about all this? Uh, it was 
it sounded like a disturbing thing to be put into. Mm-hmm. What um what they were doing to number six, sort of making him regress into childhood and trapping him in this nursery play area. I definitely felt felt that way about it. It's kind of, I guess, odd to me that number two thinks that whole business was going to work. <laughs> Subtlety wasn't working. I would think a subtle method would be more effective than a direct one. Mm. But number two is being pretty direct. Yes, but also with the kind of, again, the shot regression thing, trying to get around defenses. But somehow his defenses, mental defenses about all this seem to be pretty rock solid that you can't you can't circumvent them by thinking he's somewhere else or talking to somebody else or mm-hmm. it was interesting like that when he was a student you know you didn't call it this problem who did it he's like i won't, I won't tell like you know he's trying to kind of build this uh, like it's okay to tell it's okay to not keep the secret it's okay to mm-hmm. and i see that one time he said like uh, in response to something my it's very jumbled in my head right now he said something like well that's just how i'm built he said that in response to something, but I don't remember if it was yeah. connected or not. But it does seem like it just deeply ingrained in number six. Who doesn't even want to be called number six? <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the interesting conversations at some point, it feels like it was fairly early on. Number two is like, we must be part of a civilization. That means we must conform. We must do this. Mm-hmm. And some things that he was saying in that conversation, number six kind of agreed with. But then he mm-hmm. would like say no to other things. One of the situations was where number two was a judge accusing him of speeding and mm-hmm. then again number six would accept responsibility for certain things but not be be willing to go along with him for other stuff mm-hmm. it's like any heresy number two threw at him number six would not go along with it's, yeah it's kind of what i felt like you know good ideas pushed too far yeah he would always kind of draw a line somewhere it's interesting they got him to they basically hired him in the bank as a secret agent yeah you know it's just like so, like, they were getting close. I mean, that's close, you know, why design peace? And then you don't know how much that's true, whether it's peace of mind. He said peace of mind later, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to get it. But, um... I don't know. It'd be really interesting the last episode we actually did get I an know. answer. But, like, got an answer to that, but not but who's behind all the, the government yeah, I don't stuff. Know. Well, the next episode's called Fallout, which makes more sense after the end of this. Yes. So, at the very end, again, number six, again, spoilers, of course, but number six prevails he doesn't tell anything but number two dies at the end which i'm very curious okay what actually killed him yeah does he have some sort of like poison pill thing that activates when as soon as he failed or what but then the observer comes in and is like all right congratulations what do you want and number number six is like take me to number one and observer guy's like okay so i'm like is number six now the new number two Uh, that's what it seems like Uh, he didn't take he didn't pick up the well, he paper wouldn't. from his lapel. He wouldn't. But. <laughs> he wouldn't want to be called number two, but he'd take the he'd take the power of it. Yeah, I yeah, I, I have no idea where this last episode is going to go. <laughs> I but don't have any clue. I'm as intrigued as ever. Natasha, do you have anything you want to add to this episode? No. Uh, well, do we know why the guy died? No. Okay. I I was just saying that myself. I, I yeah, it seemed like it was just kind of building the cake, but I don't know whether it actually was or whether. He was drinking. I don't... Yeah. I think that's one of those things you just... It is It's the it village. <laughs> <laughs> There's pseudoscience all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It, it, this one's a trip. Yeah. I mean, they all are. This one was very... Like, after the, the lighthearted goofiness of the last one, this one was much more serious, and you felt the, the weight of it pretty pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, because, because literally, it's just two people in a room. Yeah. 
which works out pretty, and they, they're both like, I mean, they're just screaming at each other half the time, and it's very intense. I mean, it'd be very interesting to do a comparison between this and Intersections in real I was just, time. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I bet, I bet you were. Uh, uh, an episode of Babylon 5 where a character gets interrogated the entire well, time. Well, that one's much more devious than this one is in some ways. I, and, but it's, it's really the same process, though. It's like, admit you're wrong. Mm. I mean, it's the same goal. Same goal, different methods. Different methods. Methodology. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, I'm constantly intrigued now, just having watched all the prisoners, like, how much does this ha- directly influence, or at least, you know, just deeply inspired some of the, our other shows, you know, j- yeah. I would love to do some research on that, just because some of this stuff is like, man, I mean, just the psychological games, and maybe it's just as part of the bloodstream of culture, too, but... But, I mean, like, the, the people who make these shows know old TV, yeah. uh, you know, probably better than we do. So, yeah, I'd be curious to look it up like I'm sure, actually, I bet you could find on uh, Lostpedia or even the Babylon Five wiki. Yeah, uh, when it's been referenced and things like that, or in the Lurkers Guide. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we know certain things that were like be seeing you. Yeah, the very overt stuff. But yeah, I don't know the the thematically stuff wise. Yeah, I could certainly see how it could seep into the consciousness. Yeah, be that. Yeah, if you're not watch Insects in Real Time, go listen to our other other hijacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I don't know what else to say about this. I'm sure you could, like, deep dive into it with, you know, if you knew your, especially whatever psychology was, probably Freudian psychology around the time or whatever, I'm sure. That could be. Or maybe they're just playing nuts. But apparently <laughs> um, Patrick McGowan wrote and directed this one, hmm. which is interesting. I mean, I guess he is the co-creator of the show, I learned at some point, which makes sense. I mean, the for being such a single person show it, it makes sense that the main actor would be one of the driving forces behind it can we just say just because we forgot to mention this when at the beginning where number two comes back the balls in his chair <laughs> and he's like get this out of here like what is up with that that's a good question <laughs> it would just be weird it might just been to be weird but the other fascinating thing so this is the second time that we've seen a number two come back a, no, a previous number two but it's the first time it's actually been explicitly stated mm-hmm. we were just kind of assuming the other number two who is in two different episodes we just assumed okay this episode probably took place before that one yeah yeah etc but this one he's like no I've, i'm back is in like they actually acknowledge and i don't know if that's just because of they wanted to work with the actor again or um or what you want to read into was, that. was he the p- political guy when they had the um, uh, when they had the whole c- campaign, he was running against that number two. I mean, that would be kind of fitting. But I'm, it would be kind of fitting. Let me let me double check because I can look it up real quick. But it was it was interesting too that the episode started with lots of clips from previously. You really felt like this was going to be like it showed. You know, it's, we're going to come down and make a decision finally. Yes. Although interestingly, even though this is broadcast order sixteen and everyone most people put it as a penultimate one, the production number is number six. Oh, so if they were going to do seven episodes, like you said, at one point, yeah. this would be the second to last episode. Yeah, which is also why a lot of the clips they showed were from fairly early in the yeah, okay. in the run. Well, they made this episode episode six. Wow. But they, at the same time, they so they had the idea for it early on, but they purposely decided to wait until later, and everyone agrees that's that it goes later. Well, yeah, yeah it has to. He's like, I want to see number one. You can't do much else. <laughs> yeah. You can't then go see, like, the Western. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm going to dig through Wikipedia here. The Chimes of Big Ben. Oh, actually. episode two. Yeah. I felt like it was early-ish. 
Well, it makes sense. It was production order six, and China's been Ben was one of the early. You know, they're like, he's like the second one you meet, and then like the second to last or last, depending on I don't know how things work next time. It makes sense, but not this the way they did. There's a long differentiation between them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, in that episode, they were they are doing the, the that craft show where oh yeah, is, where everyone is making pictures of number two. So he was a pretty famous number two. He'd been around for a while. I guess so. So and apparently that number two felt like they did regard him highly, although they regard number six more highly. So apparently he's been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. And um and was very reluctant to come back to the village. But so they they try to entrust number six to the, one of their more trusted number twos. Okay. They lost him. Yep. Very interesting. But all, all right. right. <laughs> oh. One more episode. Next time will be it. Any bets on what will happen? <laughs> I can't predict the show worth anything. <laughs> I really want to see who number one is. Mm, that would be gratifying. Let's see Fallout. Yeah, we'll we'll see what it'll be the first time there's consequences from a previous episode, at least direct consequences. Direct consequences. If uh, we'll see, that's the way that it happens. We will see. Stay tuned. Don't unsubscribe now (laughs) thanks for listening though to the weekly hijack until next time this is tim this is nick and janelle and natasha who didn't really speak but she's here yes (laughs) i'm here you're alive (laughs) bye-bye